Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. I am uh, in England, and uh, it's not morning here. Uh, and actually, we're pre-recording for uh, the reason that my guest today is Gary Renard, and he is going to be in Hawaii leading a retreat with his beautiful wife, Cindy Laura Renard, next week. So we're pre-recording so Gary can be on the show. And just before I bring Gary in, I'm going to invite everybody to join me in a prayer. I invite you to please place your hand on your heart and take a breath of love and gratitude with me. And we're grateful and thankful to partner up with the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the holy self, the I am that I am. We're turning everything over to the Holy Spirit and we're giving great thanks that our life is the life of God. This is the truth of our life. Yes. We're grateful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully let it be. And so it is. Amen, amen, amen. So to everyone who's a Course in Miracles student, I don't think I have to introduce Gary Renard or say anything about him. So I'm going to say my own personal introduction. Uh, Gary Renard is the author of several books, um, and the best known and best loved of the, of the three of his books is Disappearance of the Universe, which um, I say in many ways is the, the most important book I ever read because it gave me so many confirmations. I love A Course in Miracles and I am so grateful for Disappearance of the Universe because Gary's personal journey that he shares in that book at times when it felt really dark and difficult to me, I kept thinking, well, Gary did this and I can do it too. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that Gary Renard walks on the earth and shares of himself in ways that are both profound and sometimes ridiculous. <laughs> And that's that's one of the wonderful things about Gary is he's like the rest of us having a human experience. One minute it's profound and you're go you're having that Bill and Ted excellent adventure moment where all you can do is stand there and go, Whoa. And then the next minute it's totally ridiculous. And I, I think Gary, you bring us the best of both worlds. And thank you. Thanks for being a guest on my show today. Well, it's great to be here, uh, Jennifer. It's always a pleasure. And uh got some exciting things coming up because, uh, of course, we love Hawaii, as you know. In fact, anybody who's read my books uh, knows how much I love Hawaii. So uh, we're excited about going there. And uh, tonight, uh, Cindy and I are going to go out and celebrate our fifth uh, wedding anniversary. So, uh, wow! That's, that's exciting for us. And... Uh, there's this nice uh, restaurant in Malibu that we like to go to every year if we're here uh, to celebrate our anniversary called Jeffrey's, and it's a really cool place. Oh, yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, we'll be going there tonight. And congratulations! Uh, I can't. Five I know. Years. I can't believe it's been five years <laughs> either. Uh, and Cindy and I have been together for seven years, but uh, been married for five years. And uh, man, you know, where does the time go? <laughs> it just flies by. <laughs> and uh, just the very of the time. Yeah, really. And uh, I'm very excited about uh, our retreat that we have uh, coming up in, on the Greek island of Andros. That's going to be a great uh, experience. I think it's going to be both a really good time and uh, very transformational at the same time. So uh, that's going to be really great, and we could probably talk about that a little bit today. Definitely. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And we'll also have a couple of people joining us, uh, of course, like uh, Maria. Uh, is it Felipe? Felipe. 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 Yeah. I thought so. I should know that because we've worked together. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like uh, she's really good, and she's like uh, an up-and-coming teacher of the course. Uh, she's definitely on her way up, and uh, I think she'll make a great contribution to the retreat. And uh, so far, I think uh, there's one other person, is that right, that's doing it? uh, Yeah, Patricia Black from Ireland. She just spoke at the Irish Course in Miracles conference. She's someone I've known for a couple of years. And uh, she's a beautiful teacher of A Course in Miracles. And she's a lot of fun. And you're going to love this because I was just visiting her in Belfast, Ireland in April. And uh, I visited her last year and the year before. We've gotten to know each other really well. And uh, in Ireland, you probably know this Gary but in Ireland they they call having fun like really having a lot of fun they call it good crack and so um <laughs> Patricia will say, oh, we're going to have a, a bit of good crack there. We will, oh, I, I, it'll be good crack for everybody. And so, <laughs> which, you know, when you come from Los Angeles where people are selling you crack on the street and it's, you don't know if it's good crack or not, you know, it's, um, it's, it's every time she says, oh, it's a, it's a bit of good crack we're going to have there. Um, so I know we'll have a lot of really good crack in Greece for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Then. <laughs> really great. It'd just be us and uh, the mayor of Toronto. You know, it'd be uh, a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, that's funny. And uh, I love Ireland. I spoke at the uh, first uh, Course in Miracles yeah. conference that they had there. I think it was about three years ago. And yeah. uh, it was just a really great experience. And uh, I could tell that they liked me because they told me their jokes. You know, you, you can tell if people like you because they'll share their jokes with you. Yes. And, uh, so I picked up some a couple of good Irish jokes to tell in my workshops. So uh, maybe I'll share a, a couple with the people in Greece. And, uh, that would you know, be great. Yeah. But uh, aside from working, uh, I think we'll have a, a really good time. I've seen, you know, the photos of the island there, and it just looks absolutely breathtaking, like really beautiful. It is. So, yeah, it is. You know, I was there for almost a month last year, and that's what gave me the idea to do the retreat. And this hotel is a very sweet hotel. It's a, got a great spot there uh, on the water, of course. And uh, I had no idea when I went there last year about swimming in the Aegean Sea. Have you ever mm-hmm. swum in the Aegean Sea, Gary? 
Uh, no, I've been to uh, Greece twice, but I never actually got to swim in, in oh. the Aegean Sea. Well, you are going to love it. First of all, that time of year, where our retreat... Uh, the first week in September, starting September 1st, and people can come a little bit early and stay a little bit late. Uh, I'm going to stay for the rest of the month myself, but um, that time of the year, the water is so perfect temperature-wise. It's just, you get, you get in it and you just kind of go, ah, like when you go to Hawaii and you get in the water and you just, oh, thank you, God. And... Uh, <laughs> The thing about the sea, though, because I had never been swimming in a sea before, it doesn't have any tides. So you don't, yeah, there's no tide because it's it's not big enough to have a tide. You know, it's not wrapping around the earth like the Pacific or the Atlantic. So it it doesn't have a tide. So it doesn't move in and out. So there's no riptide or anything like that. So you can swim way the heck out there and you're, you don't have to, you don't have any fear. Whereas in Hawaii, you have to be really careful uh, about where you swim and the tides and the, the waves and all that. You don't have that in, in, in Greece. And, um, the other thing about it is the water is crystal clear. So you can look underwater with goggles or whatever, or even just from the surface of the water, and you can see such a distance. So, and there's nothing really, you know, there's a few tropical fish, and it's uh, mostly a sandy bottom. It's it's paradise. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah, so definitely bring your bean suit. I go swimming every day. It is so nourishing i remember at the towards the end of the the my visit there last year just looking at myself in the mirror and feeling like i was so luminous so radiant from uh eating all that good food you know everybody all the restaurants there there's no chains on the island they're all longtime family-owned restaurants and um I'll, i'll tell you one little story about the food we went to this one restaurant just off the beach, and uh, the chef there, her name is Poppy, is her restaurant, and um, her family's restaurant. And um, my friend uh, Gina had been saying to me for like a week, uh, how about some eggplant? And I was always like, well, you know, I like eggplant, but my body kind of prefers other things, so let's go light on the eggplant. So we went to this one restaurant where Poppy was a chef, and I said, uh, she said to me, I've got to get the eggplant here. I said, okay, well, I'll have a taste of it. So I tasted it, and then I had to slap my friend Gina, and I said, you didn't tell me it could taste this good. Oh, my God, I had no idea anything could taste this good. I said, does every eggplant dish here taste like this? Because if I had known, I would have been eating it all week long. But she said, no, Poppy has a really special recipe. So, But I think it's part of it is they have all their gardens right in back of the restaurant or, you know, their farmer friends down the street. So it's all really fresh and healthy and totally delicious. So we're going to have a lot of fun eating a lot of good food and Greek dancing and swimming and, but the main focus, of course, is the the deep teachings and with a, a a real accent on healing. That's that's what I like to do when we go on a retreat: is go deep, do deep healing work, which we can do. And that's one of the things, of course, I love so much about you, Gary, is 
You go deep. Oh, thanks. You know, I'll just tell him, look, forget about all the fun you had last night. Okay, <laughs> we, we're going to uh, get to work now, so uh, it's time to heal, you guilty bastards. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we'll spend part of the day like that, and then we'll have fun again. You know, <laughs> start swimming again. And oh, again. I can see it now. We'll we'll be having so much fun at night, and we'll say, don't worry, you can forgive yourself in the morning, right? That's right. Uh, not that there's anything to forgive. That's one thing right. that uh, Cindy and I have gotten used to because we like to have a good time. You know, we're, we're not a couple of people who uh, just stay home and you know read and write all day. We we like to uh, you know go out. We like to go out to dinner. We like to go out to things. We went to a great concert uh, the other night. Uh, Sarah McLaughlin was at the Greek Theater in uh, Hollywood here. It was just a great concert, and uh, we ran into uh, Marianne, you know, Marianne Williamson, and uh, she was really nice. Uh, you know, she just ran for Congress. Yeah. And, uh, didn't really come in, you know, with enough votes to make the uh, the final. But uh, I think that's because she ran as an independent. Uh, I think that uh, that hurt some people's feelings in the Democratic Party that she didn't run as a Democrat. I think that if she had, uh, she probably would have won or or been in the top two. But, you know, it's her thing, and she chose to run as an independent, so she didn't quite make it. But uh, we voted for her. Uh, You know, it's in the same district where Cindy and I live, and we voted for her, and and, uh, we ran into her, and she was really nice, and we just had a great night, and uh, after we went out to Mel's Drive-In in Hollywood, which is open 24 hours a day, and uh, I really picked out at that place. I mean, you know, I, I was having both the hamburgers and the hot dogs and uh, oh my gosh, uh, roast beef. <laughs> so I couldn't stop. Yeah, because the food is so good there, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Partly because Cindy used to hang out there when she was like 17, 18 years old because it was the only place that was open late at night, and so all the, the kids would go in there and uh, hang out there. And it was uh, kind of like the inspiration for uh, the place in American Graffiti. In fact, right. some, some of it was filmed there. So, uh, you know, just a lot of fun. And, you know, those are the kinds of little things that we like to do. There's so much to do in uh, Southern California. And the reason I bring that up is because I like to remind people that it's okay to have a good time. You know, this isn't all about, uh, you know, being so serious, and it's certainly not a religion. Of course, America is a spirituality, but it's not a religion. It's not something where uh, your behavior is supposed to be judged, uh, just the opposite. Uh, the Course talks about the end of sacrifice. You know, so this is not a path where you have to engage in suffering and sacrifice. In fact, uh, you know, the word, uh, you know, sympathy uh, in Greek actually means suffering. So when you say to somebody, oh, I sympathize with you, what you're really saying is, well, I'm suffering with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, so much of you know, people's thinking is based on the idea of suffering and sacrifice because they have this old idea about uh, Jesus, which didn't even exist at the beginning of Christian history. 
at the beginning of Christian history, they used to say about the first Christians, uh, you will know them by their love. You know, they didn't say, you will know them by their suffering and sacrifice. They said, you will know them uh, by their love. And it was a very loving, very forgiving uh, type of thing. Obviously, Jesus could forgive people even when they were killing his body. Not that that was him, and he knew that that wasn't him, but he could forgive them. And uh, there are a lot of Christians today who can't even forgive people who have done nothing to them. So it's quite a contrast, and I think a lot of that comes from the uh, puritanical influence that kind of like took over uh, a lot of Christianity in England. And even though they were persecuted and came here, the first thing that they started doing, the Puritans, was they started persecuting everybody else. So uh, I really think that it's in line with that whole idea that children who are abused, you know, they always say, well, I'll never be like my parents. But a lot of people who are abused become abusers. You know, they become exactly what they hate because they're making it real in their mind and they're making the people who abuse them guilty. And in turn, they have to project that unconscious guilt out onto the world and find uh, victims to persecute and abuse because that's what's in their mind. So uh, it's kind of like a vicious cycle. And I think that that whole uh, puritanical uh, influence, and uh, of course you find that in Catholicism also Mm -hmm. because of the whole idea of um, the crucifixion and Jesus' suffering. Uh, You can have the crucifix, which is different than the regular cross, where they actually have Jesus on the cross, you know, nailed Mm -hmm. to the cross. And, uh, you know, that whole idea kind of like started to really infuse Catholicism around the 1300s or so. Uh, with uh, the Renaissance and Christian art, uh, you didn't really have that theology very much in Christianity until the Middle Age. That's when it really took over. And before that, uh, it was very uh, diverse, but there was a lot of room for love and forgiveness. And then that kind of like got lost. And uh, I think that what of course Miracles is doing is it's bringing it back. It's bringing back the original. Idea behind Jesus, which is total love and total forgiveness. If you read the message of the crucifixion in the course, you know, in the text pages of 91, 92, 93, around there, you really start to get what the real message of the crucifixion was. And that's where it has uh, that great quote. And a lot of people don't realize that this is about the crucifixion because they only quote the first line. Uh, where it says, uh, teach only love, mm-hmm. for that is what you are. Uh, but most people don't quote the next line. The next line says, if you interpret the crucifixion in any other way, you are using it as a weapon for assault, rather than as a call to peace for which it was intended. So, that kind of like gives you Jesus real take on uh, what has become the message of the crucifixion religion, which is a message of assault, really, because uh, you're saying that it was real and that his body was real, and his whole point is that what he really was could not be hurt, and what he really was could not be killed, because he wasn't a body, 
and what he was was total love in his experience. And uh, you could say that spirit, real spirit, which is whole and full, is love. And uh, what facilitates that experience in us is forgiveness. So it's kind of like a beautiful cycle instead of a vicious cycle. It's a cycle that begins with forgiveness, results in love, and then sees love everywhere instead of seeing guilt everywhere. So uh, it really is a totally different message. And I think that message got lost, but now I think it's being found again. Yes. Well, that's a perfect place for us to just pause there, Gary. And we are we are bringing this message of love from our heart to your heart. It's time for us to take a break. You're listening to Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe and Love Has Forgotten No One, including you, including me. And we're taking a break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley. My guest today is Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe and Love Has Forgotten No One, as well as Your Immortal Reality. I love Gary's books, and I highly recommend them. I always tell people uh, the Disappearance of the Universe is really going to help you if you're struggling to understand A Course in Miracles and just learning how to really live it because that, of course, is the focus of my work. I also want to recommend something that I often recommend that Gary has given us, and that is he has a CD set called Secrets of the Immortal which I've listened to many times. I I really love listening to it. It's such an intimate um, audio set where Gary really, he he teaches beautifully, or I should say, Gary, you teach beautifully in it, and you share some wonderful stories, some funny stories and insights from your own experience that I find are really helpful. And everyone that I've recommended it to always tells me that, like me, they've listened to it many times and they find it really inspiring and they get new things out of it every time they listen to it. So I always like to talk about that CD set as well as the the books because for me personally, I, I find it so helpful to to listen to a person tell their stories and and to share their personal experiences as a way of teaching and and that set is just gorgeous well uh thank you uh jennifer i i remember uh recording that uh the company sounds true that put the cd out uh they have a recording studio uh right next to boulder colorado which is a little town called uh, georgetown and uh, I went there to record that, and uh, you know it's a really cool little place because they have a recording studio, but they got it made up to look like your living room. So you know it's got a couch, it's got regular furniture, and they have an old-fashioned microphone, and you know you feel like you're in your <laughs> living room. And uh, you know, so we're doing a sound check, and the engineer said, "Yeah, well, why don't you just start speaking? You know, kind of like how you're going to speak on the the CD." And I started speaking. And uh, after a couple of minutes, I looked through the window there, and, and uh, 
I could tell he was saying, like, keep going, keep going, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I, kept, I kept going, and I spoke for uh, six hours, and <laughs> I never stopped. It's so amazing. And uh, the CD was never edited. Uh, they never cut anything out or, or changed anything. Yeah, they had to go from one CD to another, and they put a little music at the beginning of the different sides. But mm-hmm. uh, it's really exactly as I spoke it. And that was one of those experiences where the Holy Spirit just takes over. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even remember saying uh, some of the things that was on that. And I listened to it later, and I go, oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, that's, that's interesting, because... Uh, there, in some cases, there are things that I wouldn't have thought of. But uh, when the Holy Spirit <laughs> starts coming through you, then uh, it's like you kind of like get lost in it, and you feel like something is being expressed through you uh, rather than by you. And uh, I have that experience a lot, of course. And uh, it's probably one of the only reasons why I still speak because I've been going out on the road for a good 10 years. And, uh, you know, it does get a little, you know, old uh, traveling all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the uh, airlines and the TSA and yeah. security uh, just keep getting more strict. Mm-hmm. And uh, it takes a little bit of the fun out of it. But that fun comes back really quickly when you get to speak and you can feel the Holy Spirit. Uh, coming through you. So, uh, yeah, thank you for mentioning Secrets of the Immortal. And uh, when it comes to the books, uh, there are a couple of reasons why I say that the three books are a trilogy. And that's because uh, even though I think uh, The Disturbance of the Universe was the main book because it's the first one, it's the longest and the most detailed, mm-hmm. I think that the other two are important for a couple of reasons. Uh, the whole, you know, forgiveness process is just that. It's a process. It's uh, something where you continue to get better and better at it as you go along. Uh, it's kind of like uh, trying to become, you know, a good musician. It's like when you first start off, you're usually not very good, you know, unless you're a spiritual genius or something. Uh, <laughs> forgiveness is like, you know, music. You have to practice. That's what I emphasize to people. Look, uh, if you want to be really good at forgiveness, you, if you want to be really good at spirituality, uh, there's only one way that you're going to do it, and that's that you have to practice every day. Now, if you want to be a good piano player and somebody told you that in order to do that you have to practice every day, you wouldn't have any problem with that idea. You know, it just makes sense. But people don't really think of their spirituality that way. Uh, today, a lot of people think that spiritual enlightenment is achieved by the amount of spiritual information that you put in your head. Yeah. You know, so uh, they'll read a different book every month about mm-hmm. uh, different kinds of spirituality, and they gather all this information, you know, which is fine because it's good to have a background. But at some point, the only way that any of that is going to do you any good is if you really apply it. Uh, to the situations and the events and the circumstances that you find in your life. And it really has to apply to everything, uh, even the things you see on television, because they have an effect on you and make you feel a certain way. And uh, forgiveness is something that you have to practice every day and eventually apply to everything. 
in your life. And if you do, if you do that every day, uh, and if you practice uh, every day, you are going to get very good at doing it. You know, just like uh, playing the piano. But if you don't practice every day, then you're not going to get very good at doing it. And uh, the difference is that if you get very good at doing it, you're going to accelerate your spiritual progress by light years. Light years. Yes, and and that's really uh, yes. why I say that even though A Course in Miracles looks very intellectual at first, that in the end it's really very experiential. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's about uh, an actual approach to God. It's like getting to know God and have an experience of God. And it is possible to have that experience while you appear to be here, but the way to facilitate it is through right-minded thinking, which is forgiveness. And uh, I think that one of the reasons that uh, the Course has you know, so many pages and half a million words is because even though the truth is simple, and the Course itself says that it's simple uh, many times, I think it uses the word simple like 158 times. <laughs> uh, even though the truth is simple, because the truth is the same for everybody. You know, because the truth is God. Of course, as God is, then we cease to speak. You know, that's the truth. And the truth is this perfect oneness that is God, and which is also you. And uh, the only thing is we've gotten out of touch with that experience. Mm. But it's possible to get back in touch with that experience. So let's say that the truth is the perfect oneness of God, and God is, that's the truth. And the truth is, is the truth, whether people understand and agree with it or not. You know, everybody thinks that they're going to find their truth, and that somehow the truth is an individual thing. Well, the truth is an individual experience, but the truth is the same for everybody. And uh, the ego's, you know, first law of chaos in the Course is that the truth is different for everybody. So uh, people want to be different, and they want to be individual. And what the Course is saying is you're not an individual. What you really are is this perfect oneness with God, which has no individuality or separation. So the truth was the truth 2,000 years ago. Uh, the truth is still the truth today, and the truth will still be the truth 2,000 years from now. It's not going to change because the truth is a constant. Yes. You know, it's something that doesn't shift or change. So the truth is simple. The only problem is is that the ego, which is your idea of individuality and, and personal existence and separation, the problem is the ego is not simple. <laughs> the ego is very complicated. And uh, that's why at one point the Course says that the Course is, in its curriculum is highly individualized. It's not because you're really an individual, but you do think that you are. You know, people think that they're individuals. And uh, that can be very complicated. And what that needs to have done to it is that it needs to be undone, which is why the Course says that salvation is undoing. You know, the only thing that you can do with your ego is undo it. And if you do that, then the rest will take care of itself because the rest is what you really are. You know, you're already perfect, you're already spirit, but you need to undo the ego and the idea of separation. And that takes work. And what facilitates that undoing in the Course is a certain kind of forgiveness that's in the Course. And that's something that is learned uh, over time. 
and you get better and better at it. And Art mm-hmm. and Carissa, uh, the teachers in my books, told me that that's why they come back and do more books, is to uh, facilitate the continuing process of forgiveness where people can get better and better at it. And by the third book, you know, they were kind of like, you know, giving me some ideas that really helped to accelerate uh, my ideas about forgiveness and how to do it and how to do it quickly. And uh, that's one of the reasons I called the books a trilogy, because the three of them really do fit together. Uh, the other reason that I call it a trilogy is because of the stories of Art and Persa being completed in uh, the third book. Uh, anyone who has read the books know that there were you know, two people 2,000 years ago, disciples of Jesus, uh, Thomas and Thaddeus, who were best friends at that time. And uh, there are certain lessons that they had to learn that they didn't completely learn. And then there's uh, Cindy and I uh, in this lifetime, and we're continuing that forgiveness process where, you know, there might be uh, something that we didn't completely forgive uh, 2,000 years ago, which is why that quote from the Course where it says, trials are but lessons presented once again, so that where you made a faulty choice before, mm-hmm. now you can make a better one and thus escape all the pain that your previous decision has brought to you. Uh, that is true not just within one lifetime. Uh, that is also true from lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. If you don't completely uh, you know, forgive something, it will be presented to you again in another place in time uh, until you do completely forgive it. Now, because it's another place in time, it may not look exactly the same but the meaning is exactly the same. So it is being presented to you again, maybe in a different form, but it's the same meaning, and uh, we kind of like have to forgive it in order to get home, because as you forgive, the Holy Spirit is completely healing your unconscious mind, which you can't see, and kind of like removing this guilt from the mind that can be traced all the way back to the original idea of separation. And uh, you're simply becoming more and more of what you really are, which is this perfect spirit. And uh, then, you know, aside from Cindy and I and uh, Thomas and Thaddeus, a uh, hundred years from now in Chicago, uh, in the third book, Art and Person described a lot more about their lifetime, which was their final lifetime. And, of course, time being holographic, it doesn't matter, you know, whether it's past or future because everything really happened all at once, but because our experience is linear, we think that it's happening one step at a time, and you know, one second at a time, when it really happened all at once, because it was all based on the idea of separation, and it all had to be undone. And uh, it looks like we're the ones who are undoing it through forgiveness, but it's really the Holy Spirit that's doing it, because one of the things that we don't realize yet, but which we will experience, is that we are the Holy Spirit. It's like we are the Holy Spirit, and we just got you know, out of touch with that experience. But eventually, uh, when you experience true spirit and your perfect oneness with God, you realize that there is no difference between God and you. Uh, there is no difference between the Holy Spirit and you. So Arvin Tursa, in the third book, uh, really complete the story of their lifetime to explain some of the things that happened with them and that they had to finish forgiving once and for all. So uh, it really is the completion 
of a whole story that all fits together, kind of like a hologram. It does, and it's very, I, I find that reading this series is very healing and inspiring, and it gives us a perfect uh, demonstration of practicing it, living it, and and also, you know, the, the challenges, the, the trials, the tri- tribulations, and what they what they're for and how we can work through them uh, even though it's not easy I think that's the beauty of your work and it's so clear that now you're having so much more fun in your life because of this work we'll talk about that more back to the break that's the music signaling it's time for me Gary to take a break Sure. Jennifer Hadley, you're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio. And while we're at break, you can go to GaryRenardGott.com or JenniferHadley.com and check out our retreat. We're doing a Living A Course of Miracles retreat on the Greek island of Andros, first week in September. Check it out. See if it's right for you. If it is, you'll know it. And we'll be right back. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, your soul wants five things. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is Gary Renard, author of Disappearance of the Universe and Love Has Forgotten No One. is the the latest book, uh, which is really a, a wonderful adventure. And I, I find that there are so many confirming and uplifting things, particularly in the latest book. And just let me ask you, because I know people want, would like to know this, Gary. They always ask me these kinds of questions. Have you started writing the next book yet? Uh, no pressure. Yeah, actually, <laughs> what's, uh, what's happening right now is two books. Uh, Cindy and I are writing a book together, 
about relationships. And uh, that's about, I'd say, half done. And we'll probably be finished uh, oh, probably within a few months. It could be out next year. The question is, and I have to you know, seek some counsel from Art and Persa about this, because I'm also working on the fourth book with them. And that's going to be a little bit different because their story has been completed. So mm-hmm. when we are going to have uh, conversations, but when we talk about examples and uh, things like that, uh, it's not going to be that much about my current life. It will be a little bit, but not as much as in the other books. It'll be uh, not so much about them, uh, Art and Purser, or Thomas and Thaddeus, or Cindy and I. It's going to be more about uh, other people and their stories, and in some cases, you know, how these masters in history got to be who they were, because uh, their learning took place and accelerated over a few lifetimes. So you could ask, well, you know, how did Buddha get to be Buddha? You know, how did he get there? And what this book will answer, it'll actually tell uh, the stories of some of the most important events in his last couple of lifetimes. And the same with other spiritual masters. So I think uh, people are going to be surprised uh, who the book talks about and uh, the illustrations of their experiences and how they got to be you know, who they were and how they became enlightened. So I think uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And uh, the only question to me is, will that book come out first or will the book with uh, Cindy and I come out first? And that's something that uh, I think will probably be decided uh, by next year. And uh, either way, I think people are going to be surprised by the titles and by uh, the way things are are done and and what's being said and who's being talked about. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of exciting uh, things going on. But... Uh, to answer the question, the question was, am I working on the fourth book? The answer is yes, and I'm not going to make any promises about exactly yeah. when it's going to be ready because uh, I made that mistake the last time. Yeah, learn that not, lesson. Yeah, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> but uh, I do answer the question, and the, and the answer is yes, I am working on that. And uh, to help facilitate that, uh, we have cut down somewhat on our traveling. I always said I was going to do that the last few years, but actually that is happening now because just a few years ago I was going out for about 40 trips a year and then that eventually got down to 30. This year I'd say it's down to about 22 and we are kind of like slowly decreasing our amount of travel. It doesn't mean that I won't keep going out and speaking, but uh, I think that what people seem uh, really interested in isn't you know, yeah, they do appreciate it when you come, and they uh, mm-hmm. do really appreciate the work that's done in the workshops. But I think they also really want another book. <laughs> you know, it seems like they always <laughs> uh, want another book. So I'm trying to find a way, and I think I'm, it's working, where uh, they'll be able to have both. They'll be able to have both the workshops and more books. And uh, that's kind of like the direction that we're going in. And uh, Cindy... Uh, comes to some of the workshops. She doesn't come to all of them. And uh, part of the reason for that is because she really loves her music and she's working on a new CD, you know, a new music CD. And mm-hmm. I hear her writing songs you know, around the house. And, you know, she's really into it and she's very good. And 
So uh, I kind of like support her in that, you know, because uh, she just, you know, doesn't, you know, have, uh, you know, the desire to travel quite as much as I do. So plus I'm used to it. You know, I'm, I've always been used to it ever since about oh, nine years ago, and uh, <laughs> I don't think she's ever really gotten used to uh, traveling a great deal. So uh, she'll be coming uh, to some of the workshops. Uh, she won't be coming to Greece. And I'll be doing a long trip then because from Greece I'm going to Finland and uh, then from there I'm going to Paris. So uh, I'll be gone, you know, a few weeks for uh, yeah. for that particular trip. And uh, we've had some uh, great trips this year. Uh, we had a wonderful trip to Japan, uh, very uh, great experience, very successful. We also had a great trip to Germany uh, where we also went to Switzerland and Austria and uh, we're just having these marvelous experiences when we do travel together. And uh, we have great uh, hosts, you know, uh, great, uh, you know, people who sponsor these workshops, and they take care of us, and they show us all over. And, uh, you know, so it's been a great experience, and the workshops have, have been going over very good. I find that, uh, you know, I'm getting uh, even more people since the third book came out. Uh, just, you know, creates more interest. And, uh, you know, it kind of like comes back to what I was saying earlier, that while you're doing this, it's okay to have a good time. You know, uh, even though you know eventually that there is no world, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. You know, and kind of like uh, an example I like to use, you know, an analogy is that when I walk into a movie theater, because I like to go to the movies, mm-hmm. I know that it's not real. But that doesn't stop me from enjoying it, you know. And mm-hmm. that's what your life can be like. You know, you can know that it's not real, but you don't have to be uh, so plugged into it. And at the same time, you can still enjoy it. In fact, you may enjoy it more because, mm-hmm. as you forgive, you have less guilt in your mind. And if you have less guilt in your mind, you're going to enjoy things more. You know, so it's like, uh, well, you can move to England, and uh, you're pretty close to Stonehenge, aren't you? Yeah, it's seven miles as the crow flies. Yeah, it's wonderful because uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've been to Stonehenge and uh, you know, it's a great experience going there. So, you know, just because we know that the world is not true, that it's an illusion, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy these experiences and have great experiences and learn from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, Stonehenge or, you know, Southern California, uh, you can have a good time, and there are problems, of course, that have to be dealt with, and they're going to seem real. You know, obviously, uh, there are things going on with our planet that uh, seem very serious, like here in California, uh, we're having the worst drought in the yeah. history of California. Yeah. It's like it's never been this bad, and uh, you know, it's really hard to look at the uh, all the fields that have dried up, water, mm. and people don't realize that uh, you know California produces more food than any place on earth. Yeah, and uh, you know all all the fruits, you know vegetables, uh, most of them come from California, and uh, you know I think the people around the country they don't realize what a diverse uh, state California is. And uh, I think they have this image of Hollywood as, uh, you know, a bunch of spoiled brats who hang around the swimming pool. (laughs) 
And uh, it's not really like that. You know, I think the thing that surprised me the most about Hollywood is how hard they work. You know, I didn't expect that. You know, because I had the same image of Hollywood as Party Town. And uh, I'll tell you, the people in Hollywood that produce all this uh, entertainment, the television shows, the movies, uh, they put in, you know, 16-hour days. Yeah. Six days, six days a week. They get one day off a week. Uh, I heard Matt Damon saying how, yeah, he gets one day off a week when he's doing the movie, and all he does is sleep all day because he's exhausted <laughs> from the previous six days. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, acknowledge people in Hollywood for that because I think people have the wrong idea about Hollywood. And the only way that I got the right idea was by being here and by meeting them and by seeing them. And they do give us the best entertainment in the world, and they are rewarded very well for it, but they earn it. I mean, they really work harder than uh, you would think. And... uh you know, yeah. I mean, there's certainly some ego there because you know, for some people, uh, it's you know very important to be recognized and to be a star. But there are just as many people who aren't on screen, you know, and who work just as hard to make these projects happen. And uh, you know, they're not as famous as the people who are on the screen, <laughs> but they work just as hard, and uh, yeah, they're well rewarded too. But uh, I just want to say that the culture is not quite the same. And most of the partying that is done here is done by the tourists. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, it's a little bit different here than most people would think. And uh, it, it's an exciting place. There's so much to do and so much to forgive and uh, all kinds of problems. But at the end of the day, it's a great place to be because when I see the kind of winters that they've been having back east <laughs> the last, uh, you know, seven yeah. years since I've been here, uh, every January I look up at the sky and it's this blue sky with the sun and it's still, you know, 70 degrees uh, during the day most of the time. And uh, I'm just very grateful for being uh, led here and to be able to live the kind of life uh, that I'm living here. And I think gratitude is very important because uh, the only reason I'm here is because I was guided to come here by uh, the Holy Spirit, and I listen to the Holy Spirit, which is important. It's like the Course says, all are called, but few choose to listen. You, know, you have to learn uh, to listen to the Holy Spirit, and you'll get better at that too as you practice forgiveness because as you undo the ego, you have more spirit in your mind, which makes it easier for you to hear what the Holy Spirit is guiding you toward. And that guidance could come in the form of a feeling or an intuition. It doesn't have to be an audible voice. In fact, most people don't hear an audible voice. And I've only heard a really audible, clear uh, voice a few times. But you will get ideas as to what to do. That echo. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the echo of God's love. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, this, that any place is perfect. I mean, in California, we're always, you know, thinking in the back of our mind, uh, you know, about the big one. <laughs> you know, it's the big earthquake mm-hmm. going to come. But when you think about it, every place uh, in the country has its own unique problems. You know, so we don't have the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the blizzards and the ice storms. So we have, uh, you know, uh, 
our seasons are, we call it uh, fire, flood, and uh, fury. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, uh, you know, a challenging place, but it's a great place. I feel it very is. grateful to be here and very grateful to be going to places like Greece. And I'm looking forward to seeing people there, getting to know them better and really connecting. Yes, that's it. That's the beauty of going on retreat together. Well, you hear the music. It's time for us to wrap up. It goes so quickly, Gary. I'm so happy to connect with you, as always. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join with us. We are going to have an awesome time in Greece. And uh, I can just feel it is going to be such a deeply healing, nourishing, fun, and restorative time. And... Uh, again, I want to encourage everyone to uh, check out Gary's books, and particularly that Secrets of the Immortal CD set. I encourage you to get that as well. So it's time for us to pray. Thank you, Gary. And I invite everyone to place the hand on the heart, and let's just take that breath of love and gratitude together. And know that we are being led and guided by the Holy Spirit. We're invoking that inspiration that guidance that Gary was talking about we're opening our mind to it and we're saying to the Holy Spirit you decide for us lead us and guide us we are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them in gratitude we let it be and so it is amen 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 thank you Gary oh thank you Jennifer I really enjoyed it God bless have fun in Hawaii Oh, and happy anniversary. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. And by the way, uh, I will be sending out a dedicated email about the retreat this weekend. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, okay. stay in touch and uh, thanks again. Yes. Love you, Gary. Love Bye-bye. you too. We'll see you. Bye.